And the real idea came from I saw all these different types of advent calendar. You can get chocolate advent calendars, you can get beer advent calendars, gin advent calendars. But basically, there were so many choices of things you could do every day. And almost all of them were, well, somewhat negative or at least not positive in terms of health. This is All Things Fitness and Wellness, hosted by Chrissy Van. Together, we're uniting industry thought leaders and fitfluencers on the mission to inspire innovation and encourage people to live a life fit and well. Brought to you by the Personal Training Institute. Learn how to train, gain, and retain clients. Visit bcpti.ca. It's time for our second edition of Exercise Snacks Bite Size Science. These new snack-sized episodes drop every other Monday and are where we'll discuss the latest science and research directly with the scientists and researchers themselves. As the holiday season rolls in, many of us tend to put our fitness and health routines on hold, indulging in festive treats, less check-ins at the gym, and more cozy, sedentary days. But what if there was a way to maintain or even enhance commitment to physical activity during this tempting time? Well, today we're joined by Greg Biddle, a research associate of the Leicester Diabetes Center. In 2022, Greg's team pioneered a pilot study investigating a Christmas-themed physical activity intervention. Their goal? To boost participation in exercise during the lead-up to December 25th with a program called Active Advent. Stay tuned as we discuss the findings and what this could mean for health clubs or gyms to boost adherence to fitness routines during the holiday season. Before we get to it, be sure to hit like and subscribe. We have new episodes of the ATFW podcast every Wednesday featuring industry thought leaders and influencers. I'm your host, Chrissy Van, and this is ATFW. Awesome, Greg. Well, I am so happy to connect with you. I know we had to do a little bit of a time zone shift, and I'm always appreciative when people are willing to go the extra mile, especially with such a timely conversation. So before we talk about the study, tell me a little bit about what we typically see over the holiday season when it comes to physical activity and why this speaks to a broader issue. Around the holiday season, particularly in in Western cultures, we see an increase in calorie-dense foods, and a change in their kind of daily pattern. So they do less than they usually would do, which frankly isn't a lot anyway. So what we what we really see is an exacerbation of, of typical daily life, which is highly sedentary, inactive, and the consumption of calorie-dense foods. So really, it's a great time to look at making small adjustments to that and to see if you can use that as a springboard to then uh, have healthier living in the new year, really, because you know how we we all then put so much emphasis on January being the time we start. Well, if you have a better starting point, you might have more chance to keep that going. So the idea being that we can address that unhealthy build up in the holiday season. We can still enjoy ourselves, hence we'll get onto that later. Well, and I know that the numbers in the UK really parallel a lot of what we see in Canada. We see the levels of sedentary behavior as you speak to there are very, very high. And I think that you're exactly right. Holiday season hits and people are kind of like, I'll wait till the new year. I'll wait till the new year. But we know statistically that those quote unquote resolutions, generally people drop them 
I believe it's like five weeks later. So it's not necessarily the best mindset to have. And I know that your team basically aimed to see if we could find a different motivator here. So if Christmas-themed workout activities would promote more physical activity over the holiday season. So tell me a little bit about what made you think of this study. So it actually had a bit of a, a long birth, really. The initial concept came from seeing what people were doing around the build up to Christmas, around that Advent period. And the real idea came from, I saw all these different types of Advent calendar. You can get chocolate Advent calendars, you can get beer Advent calendars, gin Advent calendars. But basically, there were so many choices of things you could do every day. And almost all of them were, well, somewhat negative, or at least not positive in terms of health. So the idea really came and said, well, what, what could we do that was a daily promoter, a daily prompt to try and get people engaging in more active or healthy behaviors? So this really started a couple of years ago um, during one of the um, COVID lockdowns. Um, and it was it was genuinely me in my living room thinking, I want to do something for myself. So I did this for myself. I created this. It was very simple, just on a piece of paper, my own advent calendar, but for activities I wanted to do. So I did every day, randomly picked one out of a hat and did an activity. And I thought, well, this could be really good for my work because this is what I do. I work in terms of how do we get, how do we get people active? So pitched it to my, my then uh, boss, Professor Amanda Daly at Loughborough University, and said, I think this could be really good to promote active living in the build-up to Christmas. So tell me a little bit about how the study was conducted in regard to how you found and qualified participants and also the structure, because I understand there were different activity level options in the mix. We didn't have the funding to do a full randomized control trial. So what we did was a pilot. And in essence, in the scientific process, that's the right way to go because we didn't have any evidence to suggest it would work. So what we were really looking to do to just see is this something people would like to get involved with? Is this something people would adhere to? Is this something people would sign up to and enjoy? So what we did really was look at recruiting people who were classified as inactive. So effectively, very straightforward, self-reported, didn't meet the physical activity guidelines. So we gave each person a choice on the day. So you could do three levels. So one was easy, one was moderate, and one was hard. Okay, and we came up with obviously Christmassy names for this. So we had Easy Elf, Moderate Mrs. Claus, and Strenuous Santa. Um, so the idea of this was it really empowers people to do something that they feel they feel comfortable with. So if you were new to activity or the activity you found particularly difficult, you could do the easy one. Or if you wanted to push yourself, you could go up to Strenuous Santa. <laughs> and so what were the findings then as people were taking part? And how did you have them report or track their activity along the way? So it was self-report. So uh, it was via a questionnaire called the Exercise Vital Science Questionnaire. It's really straightforward. It's effectively just saying how many days on average do you do moderate to vigorous intensity activity? And it gives an example, you know, out, slightly out of breath, that sort of thing. And on average, how many minutes per day do you do? You can then calculate the minutes per week um, from that. We also ask how many days you did some muscle strengthening activity. So that was a secondary outcome. So that was tracked weekly. So you get three weeks plus a little bit for active uh, for Advent. We also did a subset where we gave accelerometers. So they're just a wrist-worn device, measures activity very much like a um, 
uh, everyday tracker you might get various brands out there you know i won't say any but you all know which ones i'm talking about so very much like that so that was a subset analysis um looking at um that continuously during the advent period was there a control group then to compare it was a control group and it was two to one randomization so two people were randomized to uh, to the intervention group and one to the control the control very simply did whatever they normally do and just had the usual follow-ups at the weekly periods um, and half of each randomization group got um, access to the accelerometer so we could compare between groups. So the fact that they had the ability to make their choices along the way, their self-reporting, what were the findings then? Was this an effective method to get people moving over the holidays? This is where you'll be annoyed by the kind of scientific answer. It's not that straightforward. So it depends really of where you look. So bear in mind, and again, I reiterate the fact that it was a pilot. So we haven't powered this for statistically significant differences. At the end of Advent, so the, th the third week, we did detect a small change in terms of moderate to vigorous intensity activity, around 20 minutes per week between groups. This wasn't statistically significant, but even if it was, I wouldn't put too much emphasis on it based on the fact we haven't powered it to determine if that's sufficient numbers. Although I would say that numbers were fairly significant for a study of this size. If we look at the accelerometry data, which is a stronger method of measuring data, it's not as prone to bias as self-report. We did see quite substantial changes in behavior according to the accelerometer, particularly around sedentary time. So on average, we saw over that three-week advent period, we saw about a, an hour reduction in the amount of sedentary time um, and with a bit, a bit of an increase in terms of light and moderate and total activity, which is sort of replacing that time in sedentary. And again, I wouldn't put too much emphasis on the statistical significance. It's just showing a potential effect there that would have to be followed up in a larger um, powered trial. And this is just me curious, but is that basically, I'm almost thinking of it like a pilot when people pitch in television and then they would get funding to continue with the show. Is that kind of from like for your case, what you would do to kind of prove that there's a concept there and then try and get funding? Absolutely. Yeah. So that, that's exactly gotcha. right. So in essence, what we've shown is that it's feasible because I mean, so this is some of the other data. So it was quite well adhered to. We had about 70% adherence every day, which is fairly large for a study like this. You don't get people doing 70% of the stuff you ask them to do. Fair enough. <laughs> um, and we had 70% of people, again, uh, reported they enjoyed it, which is, again, a, a big thing. And the other thing that shows it's feasible is the recruitment rate was extremely high. So we had, um, and bear in mind, we had a very short period of time to recruit. Scientific studies tend to recruit pretty slowly. Um, everything gets pushed back. It tends to be the way it works in science. I don't know why. But we, because of we couldn't move Christmas, can we? So um, no. <laughs> it had to be done in a very short period of time. But we recruited around 320 people in about an 18-day period. Only 107 were randomized because they were eligible. The rest were either active or screened out through the um, American College of Sports Medicine screening questionnaire. So recruitment was really high. So taking the recruitment along with the enjoyment and adherence, it does show it's something people want to do. So exactly as you say, the next step would be showing, yes, we can do this. Let's get some funding in. Let's test it on a larger scale.
Well, and I know that your goal and within a lot of the research, I think, is looking at exactly those numbers that we spoke about in the beginning. The fact that we are in a physical inactivity crisis and a lot of people are not moving enough. So if you were to get funding for something like this, what's the goal there when it comes to shaping public policy or where is this type of information then utilized? Yeah, that's a that's a great question. And it's quite a large question, really. And I guess if if we just stick with this specific idea initially my plan with it because i think it could work really well with this is to incorporate it within an app and potentially try and link it with a specific funding body so i don't know apologies if i don't know the canadian landscape as well but in the uk we have various months dedicated to certain things so you know you've got stopped they all seem to be in october anyway but stopped October which is around stopping smoking in October, um, dry January, actually. So January, yeah. you stop drinking. I don't know if it's the same in Canada. Um, there's various others. I mean, some are not health-related, but you've got months dedicated to a certain charity. So I do see there's a definite potential for something like this to link with a, a charity, maybe something around diabetes, potentially something weight-related, as again, possible, um, to really link in and develop an app-based system, which you could make a bit more sophisticated. So you could input what activities you'd like to do, and it will then draw on those to suggest, rather than having suggests walks for everyone. If you say you don't like walking, it shouldn't tell you to do that. That's much further down the line, and we'll see if we ever get there. Hey, vision is where every great ideas begin. (laughs) Oh, for sure. Yeah, exactly. But no, in terms of like a larger scale, my personal view and what my work is around is around is about trying to get people who are not typically targeted in these interventions involved and have it tailored to them. So that's around making it fun, making it accessible and targeting hard to reach groups. So that's what we're really trying to do, um, broadly speaking. And I think we need to be careful sometimes because one thing, you know, this is all well and good, you know, the active advent, it's all fun and games. But really, we need something that will be longer lasting than that. So this is just a starting point, And we really need to see how we can target these hard to reach groups. That's my overall aim. Well, and I know when we first started the conversation, you were kind of saying that over the holidays, yes, it's typically a time where we have more calorically heavy foods. We tend to be moving a little less, sitting more at the holiday parties, but it doesn't have to be all or nothing. So do you want to kind of leave a final thought there on that note? Oh, absolutely. And you know, you, I'm probably not the first person to say this on your on your show, and I won't be the last. Is it? It is everything in moderation. So I'm absolutely not telling anyone to not enjoy themselves over the over the Christmas holidays. I certainly will be enjoying myself. I guess the idea of something around like Active Advent is trying to have healthy behaviours as an enjoyable behaviour as well. So you can do these activities. And enjoy yourself doing it. If you've got kids, you can do it with the kids. If you're on your own, you can do it on your own. You can incorporate Christmassy activities to get yourself in the mood for Christmas whilst being healthy and active. You know, for example, there's one where you dance to your favorite Christmas song. Well, perfect Who doesn't way to, like get to do that for Christmas, hey? <laughs> I could not agree more. No, I so appreciate you shedding a little bit of light on this study. And I think there's some great takeaways as well. Obviously, a lot of my listenership are people that work within the fitness industry and something that they even struggle with this time of year 
they see a dip in that adherence to people walking in the door. And truthfully, that that type of retention can be a struggle regardless. I mean, everyone knows the old adage where they end up donating to a gym instead of actually going. And so these kind of takeaways might be really beneficial as well to try and create programs to encourage more people to get moving. And I really appreciate your final sentiment there, because a lot of times we think, especially if we're in that no fit category, that you got to climb the mountain right away and you're like, no fit to low fit. That's all we're trying to encourage people to do. Get up, go for the walk, have a dance in the kitchen. It's a lot better for us in the long run. And you talk about that stoptober, read the smoking thing. I'm like, sitting is to smoking pretty much synonymous if you look at a lot of the studies there. So, <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. And just to reiterate your last point, really, is, you know, any movement is good. So even if we're doing, one more minute than we were if we were doing none north to one that's probably the most important minute you can do really and then add another add another another if you can but just any movement is good that's the key really brilliant greg well i so appreciate you taking the time i really appreciate the coordination uh with myself as well and i hope that you have a wonderful holiday season yourself i will try thanks and you You've just listened to the All Things Fitness and Wellness podcast, hosted by Chrissy Van. This episode was brought to you by Fitness World, your fitness, your way. Be sure to hit like and subscribe. We have new podcast episodes weekly featuring industry insiders and influencers. Together, we're on a mission for everyone to live a life fit and well.